You're listening to Voices of Value, a selection of valuable insights designed to help you get more out of your professional and personal life through simple and easy-to-adopt life lessons. If you're keen to enjoy a better quality of life at work and at home, sit back and join the conversation with your hosts, Peter Kakos and Rick Rushton. Voices of Value, Episode 5. Welcome back. Peter Kakos here with my good friend, Rick Rushton, who had a slight bit more of a smile on his face at this stage last week. But Rick, uh, what a great game. Collingwood uh, Magpies, they were uh, they were good, but yeah. just couldn't quite get there in the end. No, you're right, Peter. I mean, as I posted on social media, very disappointed with the result, but not with the effort. The effort from the players, the whole club did an amazing job. And congratulations to the West Coast Eagles. They were the worthy winners on the day and uh, worthy premiers and as were the Sydney Roosters beating our much beloved Melbourne Storm so I was 0-2 over the weekend so I've got every reason to think I may as well just stay under a rock and see who's touring in the cricket later on this year and come out then but as we know mate uh, we've got to pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off and get back on the horse and go again. Well that's exactly right and that's what I really wanted to cover off on today Rick is a little thing called mental toughness. Yes. Now whether you're in the business arena or whether you're in the sporting field. Yep. At times we do get knocked down and, sure. we, and we face adversity. But how do we sort of pick ourselves up and, and, and keep going and keep charging forward? And, uh, and on this big sprint to, uh, to the end of the year, as we've spoken about. But, you know, I asked the question, what does mental toughness mean to you? I mean, to me, I'll start and say that, you know, it's a perseverance through difficult circumstances is the way I look at it. It's also, you know, keeping strong, as I said before, adversity, but keeping strong in that face of adversity. Yeah. What about you, Rick? What- yeah, I, very similar belief around that. I mean, I think you know, I always judge people not how they're going when times are really comfortable and they're enjoying momentum. I'm looking at seeing how they dust themselves off and pick themselves back up in times of adversity and challenge. And so for me, it's always about having that long-term goal to get you over those short-term obstacles. That's what mental toughness is for me, just being locked back onto what is the purpose of what I'm trying to achieve here, both professionally and personally, and your ability to get back up one more time than you fall over. And I think that's really what happens in elite sport. You will sometimes lose. The scoreboard will say you've lost. But in the game of life, that might not have to be the case. You know, the scoreboard doesn't always reflect the truth. So whilst uh, you know, the premierships were won uh, over the weekend, you know, there's a chance for everyone to learn from that. So I think you're either winning or you're learning, not winning and losing. So if you're learning, you're, you've got some mental toughness. Yeah, it brings us back to that, uh, I guess, that past, present, future loop as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we can continue to go back and look at the past and just sort of ponder there and yep. and live there. Or we can say, okay, well, let, let's recognise where we are and what we've learnt to get this far. Now, what what is the next step and what do we need to do? Yeah, I mean, Jim Rohn had that beautiful quote that says, if you don't like where you, where you are, change it. Yep. You're not a tree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, uh, simplistic sort of philosophy from the greatest mentor I ever had. I think Tony Robbins had a great quote too, Pete, where he said, your past does not have to equal your future unless you live there. Mm. So it's a bit like as we have this sprint, as we talked about towards the end of 2018, it's very hard to drive very fast down the freeway if you've got your eyes firmly focused on the rear vision mirror. We need the bigger, wider screen ahead of us. And mental toughness for me says, I didn't get the result I wanted over the weekend. Experience is what you get when you don't get the results you wanted. And so from based on that, I'm going to have a learning experience, uh, take the lesson, 
move on, but we've all got a bigger picture. So what is that bigger windscreen picture moving forward so that we don't allow the very small rear vision mirror to affect our thinking as we move forward because it is now you know, a very important time for us to get very focused on what we want to achieve out of the remainder of this year and, and the balance of our lives in many respects. Absolutely. So we, we come back quite often to mindset and, and, and it basically is the function of, of so much that we do and the way we think and, and so forth. The first thing I want to ask out there is, is, is ask yourself this question is what operating frequency mm. am I working at? Good one. So what levels and, and, and what channel are we actually on in terms of being able to sort of attract what we want to attract. Yeah, because we know that how we think determines how we feel, how we feel determines how we act. So it all starts with our thinking. And I woke up today, I'll be really candid, I knew you were going to hit me up on the AFL Grand Final, and uh, but in my mind I had sort of dealt with it and I needed a little bit of closure around it, so I needed to review the game, which is bloody hard to do when you know you've lost. I kept on watching that last quarter, Pete, thinking maybe there'll be a different result if we just keep on watching it more times, but yeah. the result was the result. And what I learned from that was I knew what to say to which individual player that I might be mentoring at the time to say, you know, here's what you did well, here's what we will do, here's the lesson, here's how we'll move forward. So it is that ability to get back on the horse and, and go again because if we don't, um, we, we have sort of, as they say, failure isn't falling down, it's staying down. Yeah, that review process is an interesting one, isn't it? It takes me back to school days when you used to write your assignment and go, I don't want to read it over because it might be something not quite right in there and I just don't like, yeah. you know, <laughs> reading it over. Then you do read it over and you think, oh, gee, there's a bit of a silly mistake there you could, you could easily fix. It's also a little bit like videoing, uh, yourself yep. and listen to yourself um, you know playback on on video or, or audio whatever it may be mm. and to hear the little idiosyncrasies that you might do yes. like in the real estate term I always recommend you know every month to video yourself doing a listing appointment because there might be some little things or little grammar things or uh, body language particularly body language things tonality things that you need to really pick up on that can make a significant difference. Mm, and that's why role play simulation, fundamentally important learning skills. They are really great tools in helping you advance your skill set, help you upskill. I mean, yeah, my view on that is is that if you the last time you role played and a video role play was, you know, more than a month ago, you've been role playing for the last three weeks, but you've been doing it with the public, with consumers, with clients. Yeah. So you've got to make sure that you're actually, you know, testing your wares. Pilots go back into a simulator on regular periods to reset themselves, retest themselves and make sure that they are actually got the mindset right and are ready to go to challenge, you know, challenge themselves to get a little bit better. And they say it's role play, not role serious. That's right. So <laughs> have some fun with it and uh, so, so listen to yourself back and, and watch yourself back and to pick up those little things. Yeah, and what we used to do, we, we, we'd be in teams of three. So one would do the videoing, the other would play a role, the other would play the salesperson to a degree. A situation would be up on a whiteboard, away we go. And then, you know, there would be feedback loop around how that all worked. And then let's try that again with the new learnings. Let's see if we can see some instant rewards, see some instant improvement. And if you could do that, you'd move forward. And I think that's a little bit about having that mental toughness to say, I'm going to take this feedback on board. I'm not going to take it personally. I'm going to take it as a chance to upskill and get a little bit better. So I used to get really defensive in my early period of time, Pete, when I was a speaker, you know, because people would say, yeah, I could do what you do or, you know, I've heard great speakers and you're not one of them and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And you go, you know, I used to defend that. Now I just go, well, thanks for the feedback. But I don't really know who you are, so I don't really value you. If someone I value, like you said, 
to me, hey, mate, I heard you say that. Don't think that was a, a great sort of example or a great anecdote. I think you could do better there. I take that on board. Why? Because I respect your opinion and I, I really want to improve based on the people who I value around me. So mental toughness is not about saying, you know, uh, the only – I'm going to just – charge forward you know and run my own race i'm going to listen to feedback along the way from people of voices of value pardon the pun yeah. who can help me improve absolutely you know that all the best results come from the efforts that most don't want to do yeah so you've got to be really careful that uh, of who you're listening to and I, I absolutely take that on board so what i think is you look for others for inspiration not comparison yeah so who out there could actually give us some great advice or who could be learning from, learning from or books we're reading? Or, and we're, I know we've spoken about this, um, this before. Jason Day said a wonderful thing on an interview that I heard and he says, he, um, I am obsessed with the process of getting better. Yeah. And I just love that. And linguistically, you use the word obsessed. And if I say I'm obsessed, it's like, wow, that's, that's serious. As, 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 that, that's really serious as opposed to just being mildly serious, would you say? Sure. And Jason Day's had a tremendous success in the, in the golfing world. Uh, but being obsessed with the process of getting better. Mm. And I just think, you know, if I said to you I'm obsessed with the process of getting better, what operating frequency do you think I'm on? Because I reckon I'm on a pretty high frequency there. Oh, absolutely. You're on a growth frequency. Let's be honest. You're on a, you know, challenge me. <laughs> You're actually saying I know I can be better. As good as it's been, I know I can go do better and the very best is yet to come. It's very forward thinking. So when you talk about mental toughness, there's three parts to it. There's the current reality, there's your past reality, and then there's the future opportunity. And I think your linguistic dialogue there says let's focus on the opportunity ahead. Like you can't go back and make a new beginning. You just start now and make a much better ending. That's all anyone can do if you followed the storm over the weekend or if you followed Collingwood over the weekend. If your team, like, I don't know, let's use North Melbourne as the example, Pete, we're already out of the finals contention. You know, all you can do now is just focus on how can we make 2019 better? What's the way we're going to do that? AFL sense, they're looking at how do we improve the list? How do we bring in you know, more talented players? How do we attract greater talent? So my view is, is and that... And they move on pretty quickly, don't well, they? I mean, the it's, thing. they're already on. Like, it's just trade talk right now. I said now. that to somebody today. I said, had we have won, we still would have been in this position this morning. We still had to move on because, yeah, yeah. you know, the races are... And to be fair, someone who finished 13th this year is probably a month ahead of us in terms of preparing, planning, and getting the process right for 2019. Yeah, love it. So when I talk... Uh, mental toughness and Rick I want to I want to throw a few things at yep. you now and I think if we can expand on these sure so with mental toughness there's I think there's a bad attitude yep okay so there's there's a change in attitude required there's the emotional response and you just touched on that um, a little bit earlier I think there's the energy state and and the effect on performance yep uh, which I think we, we've covered a little bit about that but if we broke those down you know, let's talk about you know attitude change. Yes, and and where your attitude is, and what what sort of needs to happen in your attitude frequency. Well, I think you need perspective, don't you? I mean, I think that's the first thing you need is perspective. What a great opportunity it is to live in Australia. What a great opportunity it is to wake up in a free society, in a capitalist society. It says, you know, you can not be limited. You can be limitless if you actually have the right perspective. My perspective is is that. You know, people are trying to get to this country as immigrants. You know, we're, we're protecting our borders. Why? Because people want to get here to take advantage of all the opportunities that are here. Well, we're born into that right as Australians, or if we've uh, you know, immigrated here through the right channels, we've got that right. So let's get some perspective. We're in a great country. We have an amazing lifestyle. We've got a great climate, best I can tell. We've got all the ingredients that are there that are required to have a successful life. So, you know, get some perspective to say we're in the right place. So we don't need a better environment. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need a better so that country. Pers that perspective, that's uh, – and I've heard it talked about 
quite often is coming from centre. So if you're coming from a, a highly emotive state, you're not going to make a, no. a really clear decision. Likewise, if you're down in the doldrums, if you're just feeling really weak and I know there's you know, a bit of a flu thing going around you know, at the moment. When I spoke about the other week about the movie, when you watch the movie and you're not feeling so good, you don't really yeah. like the movie. Yeah. So coming from centre is that balanced sort of place. So I, I think that's – is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I think so. And, and, you know, one of the comments I had with one of the players after the game was he said to you, I had a bad – I had a – I had a poor game. I said, no, you had a poor five minutes. There was three contests in five minutes that you didn't win. So let's just put that into perspective. There's 24 hours in the day, you had a bad five minutes. So what's the lesson there? Let's move on. So perspective is key in, in terms of that and making sure that you do come from a balanced view because it's easy for AFL players, Pete. It's easy for elite sales professionals listening to this podcast. It's very easy for us to be overcritical on what we do. We, mm. Sometimes we don't get the reality right. And, and other people can go, I'm doing really, really well when they're not doing so well. So that's so. that self-talk. Self-talk. Well, Chrissy Helder, I remember Chrissy Helder's first yep. one I heard say that uh, the most important words we say are to ourselves, about ourselves, while we're alone, by ourselves. Yeah. That self-talk can be demoralising. Yeah, can't it? and I think he wrote a really cool book, you know, The Ultimate Book of Influence, I think it was, and so, you know, that's a really cool one. And we both have had the great fortune of having some coaching and connection with Chris, and he's a world-class at that. So I think the first step is get perspective. So, yep. you know, on a scale of 10 being death and zero not so, where, where does losing a grand finals rank? Well, if you'd asked me at about 5.45pm on Saturday, I would have said it's like 11 out of 10, but now I go... In all truth and honesty, like it's really two, isn't it? Like, you know, we can learn from it. I keep rubbing it in a little bit. Yeah, thank you. It's yeah. raising every time I'm around you. But. <laughs> so then, then we move to this emotional response yep. and um, we're either going to take this accountability, take this responsibility and take this ownership on it uh, or we uh, we move into blame, excuse, deny mode. Yeah, and, you know, we've got to be operating out of that right, correct frequencies you talked about before because, you know, someone gets cut off in traffic and thinks, oh, my God, they just tried to kill me. So they chase after them. Well, yeah. what, where's, what's, what's the sense in all of that? Mm. If someone cuts me off in traffic, I just go, obviously in a hurry, and away you go, champ. You know, so and they've already moved on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're not so, driving along five minutes later thinking, no. yeah, really cut them off, didn't I? How yeah. good was that? But when we, when we do anything out of emotion, it's like the, the old emotional intelligence sort of you know, great work from you know, Dan Goldman and things of that nature. Some of the best books that have been written on this topic are now 20 years old, but the fundamentals still remain current today. You know, that you've got to be very careful about not acting out of emotion, but acting out of your own self, you know, self perspective and understanding about where you're at. Yeah, yeah. So, no excuses, no denial. Um, stop the blame game. Exactly. And it's, uh, take some responsibility. Take, it's personal responsibility, isn't it? PR, yeah. personal responsibility. Yeah. So, moves on to energy state. Yep. So, your energy uh, and, and the state you're in, the intensity that you work at. And I just look at it, if, if not now, when. Yeah. You know, I, I think if people want the, the biggest shifts you can make is, is in terms of energy because energy will affect everything yeah. you do, yeah. uh, in, my, in my opinion. And it is ultimately you've got to look for what, what your source of motivation is. Yeah. It might be that, you know, that phone call with a coach, um, checking in with a, with a fellow colleague. You know, what, what are some of the sources of motivation that, that you've seen uh, that, that really help people? Um, in terms of their energy state. Yeah, I think that, 
you know, when you get up in the morning, you've got some choices to make. You can hit the snooze button or you can get going. I think just your morning routine is going to help you with your energy in some respects about your rituals, about how you sort of hit the ground, how you start moving forward and things of that nature. So I think energy is absolutely everything. And most people don't connect with brands in 2018. They connect with the energy behind that brand. And whether that be social media brands that are out there at the moment, whether that be sort of elite brands in real estate, elite brands in the product that you sell every day as a professional salesperson it's the energy around that that really people connect with so i'm a big believer in uh, assessing people's energy before i actually engage with them so if their energy isn't switched yep. on and isn't you know so what's going to help them do that i think whatever it takes to make them do it. some people need that from caffeine other people just do it because they've woken up you know other people have an exercise regime they've just got energy that their body relates to and says oh this is routine for me i, I get up with this sort of expectation i get up with this positive expectation and belief how does that happen if you your afl team's just lost a grand final well you get up and go well you know the reality is is that that's my past doesn't equal my future away we go again you know you know how do you have that sort of energized belief going forward i think it does start with perspective then it follows through with your energized thinking and then you know your actions will follow in many respects yeah and all this leads to effect on performance so like you said with the attitude your emotional responses your energy state i look at you know i i ask a lot of my guys is is what's your back on track strategy yeah your bot you know what is your back on track strategy because i you take a uh, a small child to a bowling alley and <laughs> uh and what happens is instantly the gutter rails go up yeah so they they cannot roll that ball down the gutter because you've got these bounces that bounce the ball back into the um back into the alley and i love that metaphor because i look at you know who when you get yourself about to go into the gutter or you slip into the gutter, who's the one that's bouncing you or what is it that's bouncing you back on track? Yeah. Because you can't deny it, you can't bury the head in the sand. There's going to be some times where your attitude's just not right, yep. a little bit too much self-talk's going on. Yep. Um, there's going to be some emotional responses where you are going to just be blaming every, your circumstances mm. rather than looking internal, you're looking external. And um, where our source of motivation or our, our intensity is just not not quite there and ultimately this is all going to lead to um, an effect on performance but how long will that effect last well what you got to do is you got to work out how to get back in that state of momentum where you're forward thinking and you're very positive with your actions and things of that nature so you know I, I think the easiest thing for me to do when I'm having challenging moments in time I actually think back to a time when I was absolutely on fire what was it that I was doing and if you think about that, when you had a situation where you're just on a run, where you listed everything, sold everything, you know, got multiple clients, um, had a lot, lot of rewards, the scoreboard says you're on top. What was your energy like? I bet you it was up. You know, yeah. what was your thinking like? I bet you it was positive. What was your, were, you, were you staying up late at night? Were you getting up earlier in the morning? I don't, spend, don't think you hit the snooze button. I think you had a lot of momentum forces that were in your favour and a lot of that's to do with the fact of, you know, making sure that you remind yourself of when you were great, what were you doing, model that behaviour and away you go again and look for some low-hanging fruit. What's the five quick wins I can have before I actually, you know, really have to confront somebody? What's a, what's a simple thing I can do that gives me a, a great feeling of, okay, I've made progress progress and and keep going and take the one into two two into five and so on and so forth and then you hit your office so my, my view was i always look for the five wins before i actually hit the office and if i could do that you know maybe listening to a podcast is a win you know a short sharp 20 minute podcast like this could be a win before you actually hit the office that could be something you could be doing to make sure you're preparing yourself for forward momentum so it's interesting rick what you spoke of then is is basically that quote from before of all the best results come from the efforts that most don't want to do. Yeah. You're talking about some really critical self-analysis. 
Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the look in the mirror stuff, and you've got to um, itemize and and really critique each aspect of your day. Yes, that's not easy to do. That's actually quite difficult to do. But again, you want the best um, results to come from these efforts. That's what you've got to do. So that self analysis is critical. And look at each conversation through the day. Yeah. Each activity through the day. Yeah. And give it a rating, high, medium, or low, in terms of was it an energy drainer? Yeah. Um, or, or was it something that actually gave you that spark? Yeah. And there are people that we connect with on a daily basis. We have to. Some of them are our best clients, but gee, they suck your will to live, don't they? Like you look at them and you just go, some people light up a room the minute they come in, other other people light up a room the minute they leave it. You know, you just think, <laughs> you guys should just go to a funeral home and wait, you know. But the reality is, I need to connect with them to go mm. forward in the day. So I have to you know, very much check my thinking around how I go and, and approach those people and connect with them because I do need them yep. to get to ultimate success. I love the book Celestine Prophecy. Yes, uh, that's one of it's, our favourites from the... absolutely incredible book. In that, the 90s, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, it, it talks very much around the energies and so forth and the energy sappers. And you just know, like, if you don't know, you're, you're actually not in tune enough and you're, you're in denial mode. But you actually know when you walk away from a conversation with someone, how do you feel? Uh, and have they uh, have they inspired you or have they really just, you know, basically sapped the energy? So have they zapped you with energy or have they sapped you with energy, I mm. guess, is the, is the real question. Yeah, and I think that once you know who those people are, you know, I don't suggest you walk away from negative energy sort of sappers. You just sort of run. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, our, 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 our old mentors, the ones that we've shared and, and spent some time with, you know, used to always talk about the fact of, you know, the, a lot of the stuff is easy to do. It's also easy not to do and you don't think it's going to make a big difference. But, you know, if you set your mindset up correctly, if you've got that mental toughness to say, okay, this is, a, this is an ultimate test of my ability to show my energy, to show my skill set, to show my ability to have perspective. You know, we're going to get asked that, not daily, but, but, but maybe sometimes it comes around more often than we like. And so you just got to be ready to go with your, what's your strategy to get out of those negative states? What's your ability to get back into momentum? And my one has always been when I was absolutely on fire, what was I doing? Remind myself of how I acted. And that gave me the model back or the, the, the map back, if you will. Did to you what journal I mean. that? Or did yeah, I did. I journaled it down pretty regularly because I, if I had a really cool month, like November, to be a great month for me in real estate sales. Yep. So I think, what was it that I was doing? Well, actually, what I didn't do, I didn't take the long weekend off from Melbourne Cup. I yep. wasn't really into horse races then. Hopefully my wife's not listening to this podcast this week. But um, So I would really knuckle down hard mm. when people weren't, and I journaled what I was doing at that time. And a funny thing happened, I, I was going quite well. I would not take all of January off. I'd take between Christmas and New Year's off, but I'd be back in the office like the first, second, third, whatever. So you were zinging when others were zagging. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. And, I would, and, and I was thinking, what was I doing to get back into momentum mode? And momentum's a key thing. Once you've got it, you just you, you just you just know nothing yep. can really harm you, and you're unstoppable. When you get out of it, you think, "How do I get back into it?" Well, I think there is a pathway there. You just got to document it and remind yourself how to get back into mo- momentum because it is those states of momentum that sort of dictate how we go. It's funny because I uh, I analysed my year several years ago um, when selling real estate, um, and I looked at December. And I said, it's interesting, isn't it? Because November uh, is ultimately the busiest month mm. uh, and that's due to as you, as you lead into sort of Christmas. Um, but Christmas is, and, and holidays times really is more towards the back end of December. Yeah, it is, yeah. And I thought, isn't it interesting that, uh, that December is actually not as good a month as 
but but what happens with all these people who buy property in November? Mm. Surely they've got something to sell. Yeah. So just a mental shift that year took me to my best ever month. And I remember it was my best ever month in real estate was a December. Now, there wouldn't be too many people that would say that. No. But basically identifying, well, what really happens is people people actually run out of juice. Yeah. They, they tune out. Uh, they basically pull up that 10, 15, 20 minutes before the uh, before the finish line and, and they're done. They're cooked. Mm. But if you're able to sort of push through that, I think that's what's going to make the significant difference. And this is the time of the year when you're able to do that and when you can make monumental shifts right now which have significant difference because this is the time of the year when when you're doing these efforts and putting in these efforts that most don't want to do, you're going to reap the greatest reward. Yep. Perfect. I think that was an amazing sort of capsulization there of some great things, very pertinent this time of the year, <laughs> very pertinent based on the recent weekend results. So, Rick, a lot of information today. Hopefully uh, the listeners have got some um, some really good takeaways from that. And, again, it's, it's been so good to talk about mental toughness and a great chance for everyone to really look at you know their operating frequency and great chance for self-analysis here on operating frequency and what are the things that you can do, uh, especially in terms of – attitudes, uh, change of attitude or emotional responses, energy states and, and what effect that is having on, on elements of your business and life. And I think you know, the, th- the key message I heard from our discussions today, Pete, about mental toughness is it's not a one-day thing, it's not a one-action thing, it's a repetition it's thing a over perseverance. a long period. Exactly, and that's uh, the one thing every Collingwood supporter will believe in, perseverance. <laughs> it's the one thing every Storm supporter will believe in, perseverance. And, you know, I guess West Coast Eagles supporters and Sydney Roosters supporters are still celebrating and they're in a state of momentum, aren't they? So that is really keeping strong in the face of adversity and no matter what the circumstances, is just keep that momentum in flow. So thanks for listening and we look forward to continuing the conversation next week on Voices of Value. We trust you enjoyed listening to Voices of Value, a shared conversation between Rick Rushton and Peter Kakos. Their views are not necessarily those of the wider world, but they should be. If you're keen to enhance the quality of your life even further in the future, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or your preferred podcast source. Our website is voicesofvaluepodcast.com. And we welcome both your feedback and ratings on the content we provide. Join the conversation again next week when Peter and Rick continue the search for truth, justice and the value-added way. Voices of Value.